ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and friends beyond the binary, step right up for just one nickel. You too can peer into the bazaar, the terrifying, the just plain weird. Take a look inside if you dare. It's the Paranormal Peep Show. <laughs> Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Paranormal Peep Show podcast. My name is Tanner, and joined with me, as always, is Jaina. How are you doing today? I am doing lovely on this fantastic summer day, and I'm excited to hear about our topic today. Yeah, doing I'm great? excited to talk about it. Yeah, I am doing awesome. It is a definite summer day. It's a nice, chilly 110 degrees here in lovely phoenix arizona it's uh really really warm outside and i hate it <laughs> i was really happy uh so i live in upper michigan so quite quite different climate from phoenix um but it was uh, up in the upper 90s this week and when it happens here i'm basically in a swamp so, so the humidity is kind of killer um but there's this old iron bridge that connects michigan and wisconsin near me that goes over the river and it's my favorite place in the entire world to swim went out there and dove off the bridge a couple times this week and it was just oh it was amazing reminded me of being a kid again that's awesome yeah i uh i love swimming uh we actually just got back from um from california uh, and just spent a week there and had to wear a sweatshirt because it was in the 70s and 80s and you know us phoenicians we're not used to that uh <laughs> spent a whole bunch of time at disneyland and out on a boat looking for whales and yeah it was a it was a good time nice little break from the heat we had a awesome no no ghosts though unfortunately Ooh, unintended <laughs> that's right uh, <laughs> so uh i heard while i was gone i saw a little post in our discord server which you guys can join at tiny.cc slash creepy discord all one word all lowercase and thank you to those who already have joined uh some nice little discussions have popped up in there already that you picked up and watched the uh conjuring movie i watched the right conjuring movie <laughs> yeah how was it it was a thing i don't know <laughs> did you like it it was it was not really i'll be honest <laughs> i feel bad saying that right um, but I, you know, I was talking to somebody about it and I was like, and it goes back to what I said on our last episode with, with haunting movies, uh, and hauntings in general, the stakes just seem a lot lower. Um, mm -hmm. so like there's a lot of the scenes playing out and it was cool watching it play out. But at the same time, I kept thinking to myself, there's no real danger here except for like that one part where he stabbed, uh, where he killed the person, you know? Right. Um, yeah, I mean, it was it was a good movie in the sense that it was telling that story. At the same time, sometimes you kind of get a feeling when a franchise is like getting a little long in the tooth um, when they're mm -hmm. doing things with characters. And that's just kind of how I felt with it. It was it was fine. It was a thing that happened. I preferred listening to you tell me about uh, what happened with that haunting and the, the devil made me do it case as opposed to watching the movie. Oh, I appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> that means a lot. Yeah, I, I like the movie. It For what it was, it was fun. Um, it introduced me to the case, uh, which got me to read into it more. Uh, going into those Conjuring movies, I thought it was... Or they were all like made-up Hollywood stories. And then learning that they're all based in one of the Ed or Lorraine Warren cases made them infinitely more interesting to me that whether or not these things actually happened, uh, they're for you to judge, but that they're based in some sort of thing that happened, make them more interesting to me. Uh, yeah. And that's like definitely something that I was thinking about too. Like it's one of those areas where it's, it's like the MCU, but in real life almost. Right. 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 Uh, like we talked a little bit uh, last episode about Annabelle and you had asked uh, if Annabelle was real and Annabelle the doll is very much real and she lives inside of this conjuring universe um, and you know 
you would ask if like, oh, is this the the Chucky doll? And like, yes, but the real life version of the Chucky doll, mm-hmm. uh, you know, stuff like that. I think something that's sort of based in some sort of reality, I I am drawn to, uh, which is why I like that film so much or those films. I should say before people start adding me that um, I'm not a fan of scary movies in general for the reason that I said. So if you're going to at me about it, like, oh, what do you mean you didn't like The Conjuring the movie? Um, that, I just assume that's what people sound like when they're talking to me online. Um, <laughs> if you want to come at me with that, you can. But I'm going to ask that you also give me a recommendation for a scary movie that will change my mind. Uh, challenge accepted because <laughs> that's why <laughs> favorite genre of film is uh, is horror and I have a whole bunch of horror movies that I can recommend uh, nice. and a lot of them too that aren't because I don't like horror for the sake of horror like jump scare kind of stuff I really like psychological horror that make you think mm-hmm. um, like Hereditary is a really good example or Midsummer is a fantastic uh, horror movie um, very psychological, like no jump scares really at all. Uh, another one off the top of my head is like Blair Witch Project. That's another really good one. Uh, I can go on forever <laughs> about horror movies. Uh, but on the topic of movies, uh, I also watched a movie. Uh, you did. I watched Aerial Phenomenon. Yeah, I watched that last night uh, in preparation for this episode so we could talk about it. And I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a, a good documentary. Like you said, nothing's perfect. Nothing's out of 10. I would also give it a probably a solid nine. So so I have to ask, um, you know, we kind of talked a little bit about it with uh, the girl. Uh, her name's escaping me right now. Um, but the girl Emily. who Emily, thank you. Well, what was your sense of her? Did you kind of see what I was talking about or was I way off? I did. But. I also kind of saw her as somebody who was dealing with a lot of trauma uh, in kind of her artwork and the way that she talked. And when she went back, you could tell that she was clearly uncomfortable with it. Um, And she was emotional. And maybe this is editing magic. I don't know. But like when they landed in Zimbabwe, she was like tearing up and crying and... Uh, I thought it was, she was a little over the top at some, at some points, but I don't know. And her art's really cool, by the way, (laughs) So you were right. Like, I really like her artwork, but, uh, yeah, she, she was a little on the annoying side, but I also think that this was a traumatic experience for all those kids and, uh, them being interviewed as adults that kind of came across and the one part of the movie that kind of stuck out and we touched on this a little bit during the episode um and i forget the woman who they spoke with but she was like the ufologist if that's a word uh apologist yes uh, the um, one who was working with mufon yes uh and she said what makes this case so believable was that you have all of these children and had they have all been collaborative and all told us the exact same story and drawn the exact same thing, then you know this is fake. But the fact that they're all telling us slight variations on this story, and they're all drawing slightly different perspectives on what they had seen, means that there were different points of views on this event that had happened, which makes us so much more believable. Right. Uh, It was Cynthia Hind, who was the MUFON coordinator for Africa. Yeah, that that stuck with me throughout the whole movie. And I think that's what made that whole event so believable. And I don't know, it was a really good documentary. And if you guys haven't watched it yet, I highly recommend it. Uh, like we said, it is pricey. It's like 20 bucks, uh, to rent on their website. And this is something that I can definitely see like Netflix picking up, um, sometime down the road because I would be shocked if it's not streaming in the next six months or so. Oh, yeah. No, it's really good. Um, Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, Well, I'm glad to hear. Shall we uh, get into some news, good sir? Yes, I am excited. Let's hear what you have. All right. So last episode or a couple episodes ago, we talked about the UFO Congress that was held uh, 
you know, the first time in many, many years back in May, uh, the U.S. Congress held formal UFO hearings. But what's interesting now is uh, a congressman who is a part of those, Congressman Krishnamurthy, uh, says the closed-door session of the U.S. Congressional UFO hearing was fascinating and that he'd never actually seen anything like that. So what this is, is back on May 17th, uh, they had the hearing in U.S. Congress talking about UFOs and having a lot of uh, regurgitated uh, evidence and stories come to light. Not, nothing really revelatory at the time. However, what did happen is afterwards, there was a confidential closed-door ses session that took place. And during this time, this congressman says that it was fascinating. He has not been to hearings like that in his six years in Congress. And arguably, there haven't been hearings like this in 50 years, so it was incredible from his point of view. Did go in to talk about how they can confirm that there was no wreckage and they aren't in possession of any pieces of UFOs or unidentified aerial phenomenon, UAPs as the military is calling it these days. But he did go on to say that there is a very real concern about these phenomena actually being perhaps the latest technology from some of our adversaries, whether it's, you know, Chinese or Russia or a non-state actor, they might possess uh, this kind of technology. We can't just necessarily go into it brushing it aside by thinking that it's the uh, rantings and ravings of crazy people who see swamp gas uh, off on the distance. There is a legit threat. There are some unknown things here, and you can guarantee that's not going to be the last that we hear about UAPs in the United States government for some time. Yeah, and I was thinking... So, like, you have the stealth bomber. I'm not sure if you're familiar with, uh, like, yeah, the big Broken Arrow giant. was a dope movie. Yeah. So, like, the B, I think, 52, um, whatever the, the, the black wing looking one. So, that was a while ago that that came out. So, you have, like, this top secret government plane that has been around for decades. And this thing's flying around, and this thing is out of the public eye for who knows how long before the government finally reveals it to people and are actively like showing it at air shows, or you can finally take pictures of it. And it took years uh, for the government to be able to do that. So it just makes me wonder, like, what technology is out there now that they have that they're not showing to anybody? Uh, like, what kind of crazy stuff that they have or other governments have? Um, it makes me think uh, it was a few years ago that... Um, I think it was in Afghanistan or Iraq that uh, the Navy SEALs actually crashed this like fully stealth helicopter um, and no one thought that that was possible so like you have these really high tech military pieces of equipment that blow our little feeble minds uh, that we could confuse for UAPs well right and then you know thinking about that that could be our stuff also thinking about is that could be an adversaries thing too right right and I think I haven't seen it, uh, and I don't really have an, an intention to right now, but I think that's like the uh, the plot of the new Top Gun movie is like some crazy new airplane thing. Really? Now I really want but... to go see it. <laughs> and the funny thing is, is I've never seen the first one. Hey, me either. So there we go. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's like some weird new adversarial airplane. Well, not to be left out in the dark in North America, Canada's hopping on the UAP train as well, confirming UFO actions after MP says that they are in fact real. So we had, uh, we had China have things come up, we had Russia have things come up, we had the United States have the Congress, Brazil has a hearing coming up uh, later this month. Uh, NASA has also announced the establishment of a small team to advance scientific knowledge of UAPs. Well, uh, Canada is putting their hat in the ring as well. In recently revealed letters dated June 6th, Canadian officials acknowledged their plan to help uh, UFO studies with the United States. John Hannaford, Deputy Minister of Natural Resources in Canada, indicated his plan to participate to the United States research uh, in a letter to Larry Maguire MP and Catherine Heppel-Mace, uh, who is the Directorate of Security and Safeguards for the Canadian Nuclear Safety Commission. 
basically what they're doing is they are going to be opening up with some of their uh, security related queries about the government of Canada's position on drones and UAPs near North American nuclear sites. And they'll be collaborating with the United States government to be giving some of this information back to them, uh, all a part of 144 different UAP stories, uh, reports that they have to collaborate with the United States government on. It's interesting. It's uh, there's it's a lot of UFO to feel like, Yeah, me news. too. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. There's been a lot of like UFO UAP news uh, coming out lately. A lot to be outdone. The chupacabra's back, baby. Oh dear. You familiar with the chupacabra? Oh, intimately familiar. Being in the uh, American Southwest, the chupacabra <laughs> is a thing to be feared. <laughs> So a uh, chupacabra may be on the loose in Grapevine, Texas. Uh, resident Kim Cooley spotted an animal that looks something like a wolf or a dog from her kitchen window this past Monday evening. And while it walked across her backyard, uh, it disappeared off into the distance. However, the next day it was spotted right in the middle of her backyard with the sun out. Uh, and she called for her husband who looked at it through binoculars and said he couldn't quite place what it was. Uh, they do live on a large swath of land in Texas and they do have many different animals that come in onto their property throughout uh, the throughout the year. They have coyotes, uh, deer, you know, wolves, all of these things come through. The, of course, the random stray dog, all of that. And then Steve said it didn't look quite anything like any of that. He decided to post the pictures onto Facebook, where then one of the people, including one of his neighbors, said maybe it was the mythical chupacabra. Now, if you are joining us at our tiny.cc slash creepy discord, you'd see the pictures of this already. I posted them in there earlier today. They'll be coming out later on our Instagram feed as well. But um, it's it's one of those things where, you know, the, the trail cam footage that's in the first photo is like, oh, my God, that's terrifying. And then you look at the uh, daylight photo and think to yourself, that poor dog, what is wrong with it? Is this the, the this hairless dog thing? It is. So they're saying it may be a uh, a combination, or it may be a, an emaciated uh, a dog, emaciated, emaciated. There we go. A uh, dog with a severe case of mange. That's what the Texas uh, Board of Wildlife is saying that it is. Uh, however, there is a Mexican hairless dog that it could possibly be as well. So the photos yeah, are somewhat terrifying. <laughs> yeah, it's like the. I'm going to butcher the name. It's like this Zolo something dog, but it look, it kind of looks like that. Oh, there is a reason I, I didn't include different. that name in my notes for this story. <laughs> it's like Zo. man, I don't know. If you Google Mexican hairless dog, it pops up, but it, it looks like that. The tail is slightly different. That's what makes this, this, uh, this one look different. Yeah, It's it like a looks... rat tail almost. Right, it's creepy. It reminds me of a really thin version of the Devil Dogs from Ghostbusters. Yeah. Interesting. Finally this huh. week... Chupacabra on the loose. New, yeah, Chupacabra might be on the loose, and it may not be as weird as you think, because new psychological research says paranormal experiences are the norm... Not the exception. What do they mean by that? This is a article coming down from Forbes.com where they're talking about a new study published in Spirituality and Clinical Practice explaining that an individual experiencing hauntings and ghostly experiences may have what they're deeming haunted people syndrome. Haunting phenomena are complex, intertwined phenomena involving personality, ideology, culture, and previous experience towards making sense of an event or series of events deemed haunting. Explain psychologist Brian Lath. So basically what they're doing here is they have gone through and uh, done a five-year research into people who experience paranormal phenomenon, who experience hauntings, um, and they're publishing these in the new book that they're putting out called Ghosted. Their primary goal was to use research to build a better understanding of hauntings and related paranormal phenomena. So when I said, you know, saying that paranormal experiences are the norm, what they're saying is that the way that people experience these 
are uh you know it was it was uh like one another across the board to the point where they could actually come up with some criteria for this haunted people syndrome uh and those criteria are the make the meaning making or narrative created around haunting experiences is influenced by personal backgrounds beliefs and personality characteristics to anxiety and distress regarding hauntings are a function of the nature, closeness, and spontaneity of anomalous experiences. Three, distress and unease make anomalous experiences more likely to occur in these people, and four, anomalous experiences tend to be contagious. And that's the interesting one, and I feel like we may be spreading some contagion because anomalous experiences can spread to others when they hear reports of hauntings. Uh, the thing that I thought was really interesting about this story, though, is that they're saying that just like symptoms of flu, the severity of the diagnoses, uh, they function as a degree of rarity of the symptoms and their length. And what they go on to say is that people should take these things uh, seriously, just as they do with any other experience. For anyone who's experienced a haunting, uh, as we've shared our experiences, might be struggling to come to terms with it. A uh, psychologist does say that these sorts of experiences, knowing that your experience is actually not uncommon and has some predictable components, is often helpful. Paranormal or not, people don't have to feel alone or crazy for having gone through them. So what this study really has done is uh, corroborated many of the experiences, created this haunted people syndrome, and actually gives some science into what is going on psychologically when a person is experiencing these things. Again, they're not trying to determine what is causing them, but rather the human reaction to them. And I found that fascinating that some research was actually going in to you know the human condition as it surrounds paranormal hauntings and things. Yeah, that's really cool. Really fascinating. So that is it for the news this week. If you have any suggestions for our news, you can stop on over to our Discord. It is at uh, tinycc slash creepy discord, or you can hit us up in our socials that you can find in the show notes here. That's right. All right. Are you ready for our story this week? I am ready, sir. I have done zero research into this. I'm going to be hearing it for the first time along with our listeners. All right. So this week we are talking about the Winchester Mystery House. And let me ask you a question first. Have you ever been to Disneyland or Disney World or any of the Disney places? I have, but I was like knee high to a duck when I went last time. So I didn't go uh, where I think you're going with this. Well, have you been on or know of the Haunted Mansion ride? Yes, it is my favorite Eddie Murphy movie. All right, well... The Haunted Mansion. Yes, I'm aware of the ride. <laughs> so the Haunted Mansion ride at Disneyland was actually inspired by this house. Um, now, this house is uh, located in San Jose, California, um, and it is quite uh, the mystery, as the name alludes to. Uh, so we'll kind of. So it's not just a clever name. No, uh, and when it was built, it was not known as the Winchester Mystery House. It was kind of the name that. It acquired uh, over time, and we'll we'll kind of figure out why. So, the name Winchester may ring a bell. Um, comes after the name the Winchester repeating rifle, uh, also known as the gun that won the West. So, the repeating rifle um, made by the Winchester Repeating Arms Company. Uh, effectively, uh, we'll kind of start off in the beginning. So, we have Sarah Pardee. Uh, who's kind of the, the protagonist of our story here, um, was born in the year 1839 and marries this uh, young chap named William Winchester in the year 1862. Um, William Winchester is the son of uh, Oliver, who is the owner of the Winchester Repeating Arms Company. Uh, and in 1866, they have a daughter, Annie. And unfortunately, five and a half weeks later after Annie is born... Uh, she passes away. Um, this is obviously pretty devastating to uh, to Sarah and William. Um, and in 1873, the Winchester Model 73 is released, and this gun is known as the gun that won the West. 
It's a repeating rifle. It's able to shoot multiple times without having to reload, which is revolutionary at the time. It has this revolving barrel inside or revolving uh, chamber inside of it, allowing um, Oh, so that's shots. like the thing that you would see cowboys like with the, the, the cocking of the gun that goes down like... Exactly, like, exactly. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So um, this thing is revolutionary, sells a whole bunch, um, and people are getting slaughtered left and right over uh with this gun um i was gonna say like isn't the gun that won the west just the gun that forced indigenous peoples off their land yes basically <laughs> it, it killed uh countless individuals um ridiculous wow okay uh seven years after this uh this gun comes out um william winchester's father oliver uh, passes away and he gives the Winchester Company to William, and uh, three months later, William dies uh, at the age of 43. Now, is there anything wrong with him ahead of time? Uh, William uh, does. He catches tuberculosis, and uh, at this point, they're living uh, on the East Coast in Connecticut. Um, so Sarah really being the only person in this family at the time because her daughter passed away. Uh, Sarah inherits uh, 20 million dollars. Um, which, counting for inflation, is about $562 million today. And she also inherits 50% of the Winchester Repeating Arms Company, which makes her one of the richest people in the world at the time. Uh, she's also granted $1,000 per day, which is about $28,000 per day today. For what? Uh, it's her share of the company. Um, oh, so like that's her salary for like owning part of the company. Okay. Basically. So at this point, Sarah is like completely distraught. She lost her husband, lost her daughter. She's all alone in the world right now. Um, so sometime between when William, her husband, passes away and 1885, which is when Sarah moves to California, it's said that she uh, visited a medium to discuss the death of her daughter and her husband. So she goes and she visits this medium and supposedly the medium told her that her family was cursed by the souls of those who were slain by the Winchester rifle and that she had to move to California and she had to continuously build a house to appease the spirits of those who were slain and had to build this house to hold the souls of her family, not only those of the souls of her family, but also the souls of everyone who has been killed by this rifle. So, uh, so like we, like we indicated, there's, you know, countless people that have been negatively impacted by this gun. Yeah. Um, I find it interesting that the medium, um, pointed that out in that day and age. Right. Yeah. She, uh, I mean, Sarah, everyone knew who the Winchester family was at this point. The interesting thing is that the medium really had nothing to gain in this. She's just like, Hey, he or she. You need to move out to California and you need to build this house. Right. And that's uh, exactly what Sarah did. So she packed up. She moved. She moved all the way across the, the country from Connecticut out to uh, San Jose, California, and finds a small farmhouse in 1886. And she purchases it. And she uh, hires a whole bunch of local people and uh, starts renovating. Can you imagine being that sure of something? Like you, it's just after something that somebody tells you in in a smoky room somewhere. You know, this medium. You're you're so sure of that that you're gonna take everything that you have and move clear across the country. And I know, I know, she was she was struggling. She was she was trying to find peace. So maybe it was a piece of desperation that was driving her as well to get there. But I'm just thinking like. I can't decide what kind of berries I want to put in my yogurt tonight, okay? <laughs> like, I can't imagine being so sure that I'm just going to up and move across the country tomorrow. Right, in the 1800s. Right. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if I she had of dysentery many times on the Oregon Trail. That's right. I mean, granted, she did have effectively uh, unlimited funds being one of the richest people in the world at the time. Um, but yeah, I think her niece or somebody moved out there with her. But uh, yeah, uprooting yourself and moving all the way across the country, um, really not knowing where you were going to go. 
Um, it was kind I want to be that sure of just one thing in my entire life. <laughs> right. right. Um, so she makes it out there and finds a small farmhouse and purchases it and starts renovating, hires a bunch of local people. Uh, and this is where it starts to get really weird. Um, there's no architect. There's nobody professional on this crew. She just kind of says, you know what? Uh, I want a bathroom right there. Let's have a staircase right there. And they start building. Construction happens 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And construction continues on for 38 straight years without stopping. Now, 38 years, 24 hours a day for seven days a week. This house gets massive. Um, the house at one point gets seven stories tall. Now, uh, if you can do math, uh, 38 years, the year's 1886, uh, year 1906, uh, Northern California. Um, there's a huge earthquake decimates, uh, San Francisco, uh, Northern California, um, took out the top three stories of Sarah Winchester's house. Um, so she ordered the top floors to be removed and expand out instead. So now instead of going up, they're building out. Continue on building, building, building. I'm looking at pictures while you're talking about it. Now that you're talking about the house. Yeah, the house, it's gorgeous. Now, some weird things about this house. Uh, she wanted the entire thing built out of redwood. Now being in Northern California, redwood is prevalent. Sarah hated how the redwood looked. So she wanted it all grinded down and all painted over. Um, Some other oddities about this house. There's some staircases that lead up to blank walls. There's some doors that open up to blank walls. There's some staircases that lead up to doors that you open up and it drops down three stories. There, there are windows that you can look through into other rooms. Now this the house, weird little bell tower. Yeah, this uh, house eventually grows to twenty-four thousand square feet. Uh, contains oh. ten thousand windows, two thousand doors, one hundred and sixty rooms, fifty-two skylights, forty-seven stairways and fireplaces. 17 chimneys. However, you stand outside, you can count 19 chimneys. However, they don't know where the other two chimneys go. (laughs) There are 13 bathrooms, six kitchens, two ballrooms, two basements, and three elevators. They know of. (laughs) Right. The other weird thing is that of the 13 bathrooms, only one of them worked. Now, the reasoning for this is because, or so the legend says, Sarah wanted all this stuff built to confuse the spirits uh, so that only she knew which bathroom worked that she could go to. So she built all of these winding and twisting hallways that only she knew the path through this house. She never slept in the same room more than once or twice in a row. So she'd sleep in one room and go sleep in another room the next night and another room in the next night. And like I said, construction just continued on 24 hours a day. Now, obviously people... The place was big enough, obviously, that she could be, you know, on one place, one one area of the house and not really be disturbed by the construction going on. Right. And obviously people around the area see this and think, this is really odd. So theories start happening. Um... Some people think she's crazy. Some people think the house is haunted. Now, reading this story, I don't necessarily think this house is haunted or there's anything nefarious going on here. I legitimately think that Sarah was this depressed woman and this was kind of her way of coping. And... You know, she lost everything that she had in her life, and this was her way of... She was a very artistic person and said, 
you know what, I want a ballroom, make it happen. And that's what they did. And she didn't have a plan. She kind of just haphazardly threw this whole house together. And by all accounts, the place is gorgeous. It's just odd. All the steps are kind of at different angles and different heights. Um, another weird thing. Yeah, I've been taking, I've been posting photos into our Discord at uh, tiny.cc slash creepy discord uh, of these crazy staircases. And there's this garden picture where it's like eating away at this tower structure. This is incredible. The house is really cool. Um, a weird thing. Sarah was obsessed with the number 13. So if you go into a room, like there'd be 13 panes of glass or 13 floorboards or 13 beams across the ceiling, um, or 13 hooks on a wall. Um, and construction on this house continued all the way up until 1922 until Sarah passed away. And the day of her death, construction stopped. Sarah passed away at the age of 82 or 83. We're not entirely sure the day she was born. Um, but in her will, her will was written in 13 sections and signed 13 times. And not once did she mention the house. She gave all of her possessions to her niece uh, did not mention the house once uh, when she died. Uh, so her house went up for auction uh, after she passed away. Really? Yeah. So it was just like this crazy project uh, that she just continued on and on and on and on her life. Just building and Now building it appears to be a tourist destination. It is. Yeah. You can go and tour it. And like I said, I don't necessarily think it's haunted. Um a lot of people believe that the reason construction was to go on for 24 hours a day, seven days a week was because the hammering um, of wood uh, and nails was to sound like gunshots to scare spirits away to make them because okay. supposedly everyone who was killed by this rifle. Um, so she ordered, so they rotate crews in and out and in. They just like continuously construct stuff to keep spirits away. Um, that is and, so wild. Uh, the house being, and I can't believe, can't believe that they're still finding bits of this house. Yeah, that was the other part. Um, 2016, they uncovered a room <laughs> that they didn't know existed. Um, so up in the attic. Uh, there was actually this like full organ in the attic. Um, but yeah, in the attic, they found this like boarded up section and they were part of the preservation team and they removed it. And inside was a fully furnished room from, you know, the 18, 1900s, uh, just as Sarah Winchester had left it. Um, they believe that she was in the room during the 1906 earthquake and had boarded it up to kind of keep herself safe um, and kind of barricaded herself in there to make sure everything was stable uh, and then left it that way. So it's really fascinating to me that you have this giant property of twisting hallways and you're still discovering stuff 100, 100 years later, you know? <laughs> Like it's, yeah, and uh, if this is the picture that I think it is, uh, it's it's not a small room where this organ is found. No, this it, the house is massive. I, I read somewhere like the entire thing is like 160 football fields or something like that, like wow. all put together. Um, they found a room in their house the size of my entire apartment. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's super cool. Uh, I really want to go here. It's, uh, like I said, it's in San Jose, California. Um, just a really bizarre place. And no one really knows the reason why it was built like this. Um, there's obviously no real documentation. Um, there's no floor plans because there's no architect. Uh, it was just kind right. of the will of Sarah Winchester saying, hey, build this. Um, she was kind of like this enigmatic person too she had a boat um 
out in the harbor also. And I believe it was called Sarah's Ark because she thought that God was going to smite her and cause a second flood. So she actually lived on this boat for large swaths of time because she thought that the world was going to flood, especially after this earthquake. Um, she thought that this was God's way of like punishing her. So who knows? Um, maybe she felt a lot of guilt for you know all these people that died because of what her family had done and creating I mean, this you know murder weapon. <laughs> yeah, I mean you have this case where you know this woman loses her daughter and her husband in 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 a not small or you know in a relatively small amount of time. And then she's she's told that it's this curse. It certainly would feel cursed if that happened to you. And, you know, especially, uh, it sounds like she was already, you know, had the proclivity. You know, she went to a medium. She sought out the medium, right? It wasn't the medium saying, oh, come here, come into my parlor. Right. Um, it, so it's 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 just, I don't know. It's, it's really interesting the way that, like I said, going right back to it, she's so sure, but at the same time, wildly unstable. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she... The, the whole price tag, by the way, for this this build was $5 million, um, which adjusted for inflation is about $71 million today. And so that's what she paid for it. Do you have the number that it was sold for at auction? It was sold for $135,000, which adjusted for inflation would be $2.3 million. Um, and when she died, they were afraid. They were like... We can't, this property is unsellable. Uh, one, because they thought it's unstable because of this earthquake. It was damaged pretty badly uh, in the earthquake. Um, the interesting thing, the, whole, the reason the whole thing wasn't leveled is because it's loading slab um, and it wasn't uh, like some normal houses. It's just like a slab of concrete on the ground and the house is built on top of that. Instead, it's like floating above the ground almost. Um, so it moves with the earth as opposed to, you know, the whole earth moving it. Um, and because it's so odd and there's staircases that lead to nowhere, there's like you open up a door and you may fall 45 feet down to your death. Um, you know, that's you know, the one that gets me. <laughs> yeah, there's a I don't know if you've seen the picture, but there's one like on the outside up. Uh, there's a sign underneath it that's obviously put up there later, but it says like door to nowhere. But yeah, you yeah, like climb up the staircase <laughs> and uh, you open it and it's just like this door that drops off. Uh, there's a ton of doors that just open up to blank. And I don't know it like what I don't, I want to know what was going through her mind. Like, was she just a crazy person? Was she, you know, I don't know. Like I said, I don't think, this is a case of she was scared of being haunted or cursed. Like, I, I really don't know. I don't think it's a haunted house. Like, uh, later on down the road, a bunch of, there's been a bunch of uh, paranormal investigators that have gone in and really haven't found anything. Um, like, some of the TV show Ghost Hunter people have gone in and no real evidence has been found. Harry Houdini has stayed there um, to try and, he went on like a, medium skeptic to her when he was around um but yeah it it's just a really interesting place it really seems to me like you know it's it doesn't actually have any hauntings uh, like you said um but but to her it certainly felt as though it did um right and you know going back to you know what what caused that was there an actual component of 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 supernatural phenomenon that was only speaking to her because of this this curse or probably more likely did she have some you know mental health issues that were really weighing on her that you know she just couldn't overcome right and potentially she thought you know i need to do this to prevent these people from or from being cursed i need to build this house this way and you know, it could just be if it most certainly is just a fine, normal house that 
Um, psychologically, I think a lot of people think it's haunted because it's so unnerving when you're walking mm -hmm. around it. It's like, this is not normal because <laughs> it's clearly right. not. Um, but I mean, to her, you know, it could definitely be like, I need to do this to prevent from dying. Um, there's actually a, a horror movie <laughs> called Winchester uh, that came out a few years ago. It's not great, but um, kind of goes into this story. There's a comic book that I just read um, called The House of Penance uh, by Peter Tomasi. It's on Dark by Dark Horse Comics. Um, I really, really liked that comic book. Um, the art in it is really unnerving. Uh, I posted a picture of it in Discord. Um, really cool book. And uh, what it goes into is the workers, and this is all comic book, not real life, but the workers that she hired um, are all murderers and people who were <laughs> killed with the rifle. And in order to gain their penance, they come and work on this house. And the reason that they're working 24 hours a day is to um, prevent their, the, their murder victims from coming back and killing them, basically. Um, yeah, That's it's really pretty cool. One. That sounds way better than this movie that you told, said. You know, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking <laughs> no, at that... it on Rotten Tomatoes, 13%. <laughs> yeah, it's not, not great. Uh, I watched it. it. It's entertaining. It's not great. Um, but yeah, it, I really want to go to this house. We were in California. I considered it, but California is so massive. It was like a nine hour drive or some crazy oh. thing like that. <laughs> but, um, another real cool thing about this house, I thought, um, it had really rare amenities in it, uh, for the time it had forced air heating and like cooling, uh, indoor plumbing and it had like hot showers. Which is I never thought of that. Cool. When did forced air heating and cooling come into play? I don't know. Sometime That's around an interesting the thought. Yeah. 18, 1900s, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> and like elevators. Like, uh, I don't know. It's crazy. But yeah, this uh, this insane house. And if you guys haven't uh, looked at pictures of this place, uh, join our Discord, tiny.cc slash creepy Discord, or just Google it yourself. I mean, that's how I got them. Yeah, Winchester Mystery House. There's a bunch of really cool YouTube videos of like tours of this place. Um, but yeah, it's the house is gorgeous. Uh, it's like this really cool Victorian style, really bizarre house. I don't know how else to put it. 1919, first central heating system. Well, there you go. Maybe she was <laughs> one of the first. Yes. A woman, Ms. Alice Parker. Oh, well, someone beat Miss Sarah to the punch. Remember that one in your Bar League trivia. That's right. Who's the first person <laughs> who have central force heating? Yes. All right. Mm. So that was awesome, though, dude. I, I love these pictures. I love seeing this thing. And for not knowing what it was coming into talking about it with you today, uh, I'm with you. I want to go here. And like, I actually was, you know, thinking about, oh, I should see if there's like other things to do around there. Cause I don't know. I've never been to that area of California. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's a beautiful area. I've been up there and never had the opportunity to go here. Um, I'd absolutely love to, uh, but yeah, in a, I don't know. It's just really odd thing. <laughs> that I'm like drawn to for some odd reason. The house built all weird. I think maybe it's a, I think it's a story behind it and the fact that it's just different and there's no malice behind it. There's like nothing bad happened there. It's not haunted. Um, it's just very odd that somebody would pour so much money and 38 years of nonstop time in building mm -hmm. this thing. It definitely comes across as um, kind of a I, I keep going back to the mental health aspect of it because uh, that stuff fascinates me also. But it's almost like a, a portrait, a real life, you know, sculpture of uh, poor mental health. Yeah. You know, like Pablo Picasso or somebody, you know, like draws mm -hmm. and, you know, or like someone else can sculpt something or paint a mural and 
this this woman just paid a whole bunch of people to build this massive house. Incredible. <laughs> like, it is. But uh anyway, no no crazy story this time. Talk about this really odd piece of history that uh in Northern California. Oh, if it's a crazy story you're after, tune in to our next episode because I'll have plenty of them. And bonus, none of them are going to be related to any one area so that it's not going to make us want to dip even further into our vacation budgets. I know. <laughs> That's good. I cannot wait and I have no idea what to expect. Let me ask you, do you think time travel is possible, Tanner? I, I do. Uh, yes. I, there you I go. Was You're ex- with expand on that, but I can't think of anything. <laughs> You're with some other scientists who think it's possible too. Only our current knowledge of science means that we can't uh, quite achieve it yet. What if nature somehow can and does? We're going to be talking about time slips next time on the Paranormal Peep Show. Super excited! You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Creepy Peep Show. You can also find us on our website where we post articles. Uh, as well as uh, links to episodes at ramblingnerd.com. If you have some news that you'd like to share with us or possibly a story that you'd like us to cover, or just maybe, uh, I don't know, have you been to the Winchester Mystery House? Would you go? Let us know at podcast at ramblingnerd.com. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at Tweeted Tanner. And where can we find you, Jaina? You can find me on Instagram at jaina.pride with a Y, P-R-Y-D-E, where I post uh, ukulele and my latest foray into the world of professional wrestling refereeing. Ooh, I'm intrigued. (laughs) Good thing you're one of my followers. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I'll have to check it out. Well, guys, thank you so much for uh, for joining us on this week's episode. Uh, the amount of love and support that we've gotten uh, really is insane. Um, it's been really cool hearing from everybody uh, how much you've liked the episodes and the stories that we've been telling and bringing to all of you. So thank you so much for tuning in and listening. It, it really does mean yeah, it's truly been humbling to hear some of the positive feedback coming and, and you know, keep it coming. Keep your negative stuff to yourself. We don't want to hear it. No, if you got a comment, we'll hear it, though. But, but no, it, it truly has been a humbling experience. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. And tell your friends. That's right. All right. Until next time, stay spooky. <laughs> <laughs>